Welcome back to Wizards and Pixie Dust, where we talk about all things Disney and Universal Orlando related with your podcast hosts, Mary Yohannan and Melissa Snyder. Today, it's just Mary Yohannan again here talking about Halloween Horror Nights Part 2. So in the last Horror Nights, we talked, or the last episode, we talked about Scarecrow Stock. And this was amazing. It's the new trick-or-treating around Universal Orlando Resorts. And that was so great talking about that and how much fun it was. So if you didn't hear that episode, make sure to listen to the previous episode. Um, and we got a little bit into the houses last week, the 10 houses that are available for you to go through at Halloween Horror Nights, or HHN as they call it. Um, down at Universal that we all talked about in the last episode as well. So if you didn't get to listen to part one, go back after this and listen to part one or stop here and listen to part one as we're going to move on um, and talk about the other stuff that Halloween Horror Nights had. So I'm excited to say that I'm heading back down to Universal next weekend. It is officially October. It's October 7th today as I'm recording this podcast episode and I'm heading down next week again I'll be going to Horror Nights again because I loved it so much. Um, so I will give you updates on anything that is new that was going on um, with Halloween Horror Nights further into October. I'm sure not much has changed though but <clears throat> let's talk today about the scare zones. So there are five scare zones this year. Um, First scare zone is 30 Years, 30 Fears. So it's characters from 30 years of Halloween Horror Nights scare zones have returned to fill the streets with screams. So this scare zone is actually quite interesting because it is right as you come into the entrance of Universal Studios, right between the two kids' rides, Minions and Shrek 4D. This scare zone um, is, you know, it's just the 30 years of 30 fears. Like they don't have 30 characters out, they rotate them. So that's kind of nice. And you get to go through these various, and, and if you're coming at different times of night, you'll see different characters. They have characters on stilts. Um, it's just so cool to see this section. This section is also where um, it lights off horror nights. There's a big um, two areas. You can get pictures with a drop, like a meet and greet type of background drop. If you've been watching our Instagram page, Wizards and Pixie Dust, or Facebook, Wizards and Pixie Dust, I've been posting pictures of me with these backdrops. Um, this scare zone is just super fun. Um, people really high up, people down below, people walking through. I think one of my favorites was this lady walking through, and I'm not sure why this year this was a big thing. Um, but they did um, those rubber chickens with a knife in the rubber chicken. It was really funny, but there was a couple of different ones holding them in different scare zones. So I don't know if that was like a theme thing or what was going on. But this scare zone is probably one of the smaller scare zones um, that is available to go through. The next scare zone we're going to talk about is the Seek and Destroy, a ruthless alien cyber regime led by the controller has taken over New York, turning humans into fuel. Succumb or be destroyed. So 
Back in 2019, this area, which is by the Mummy, and across from Finnegan's, if you know that area in the back of the park, it's also where the Tribute Store is. So it's kind of neat to be in the scare zone and the Tribute Store. And then there are is the entrance to two of the houses back there as well. Um, this scare zone is actually quite large, to be honest with you. Uh, it is um, spread out as well, which was really nice because it, with it being spread out, um, you had multiple areas to feel like you were social distancing because sometimes there's a lot of people in these scare zones. So if you need space to move around and what like that, but this scare zone, there really wasn't as many characters in the scare zone. So that was kind of good. Um, and then less people in the scare zone as well. But back in 2019, as I started to say, this scare zone was a zombie scare zone too. And it was kind of neat how they did it. Um, and so when we first walked in, I really wasn't sure what this scare zone was, to be honest. Um, it's some guys dressed in like space suit looking things um, with various weapons. And then people are running around scared. Um, I guess they're the ones that might become fuel if they don't come over. But uh, depending on which section you come into, if you're coming in closer to the tribute store, there's actually a stage there and it looks like the controller person is on that stage and then does the skit. So as you're going through, you can kind of get a little bit more understanding of this scare zone and what's actually going on. So you'll, she'll be up there talking about, are you going to join my regime? Are, you know, are you going to, are we going to make you into fuel? Those kinds of things. So it's kind of interesting. And then people will go up and interact with her and the people on the stage uh, to determine whether or not they're going to join the regime, I guess. So this is one of the lighter scare zones, not very scary at all, I would say. Um, even with the people walking around with their various um, weaponry. <laughs> Um, so this is a good scare zone if you have kids under the age of 13 and you're going in this area. And the mummy is also open during this time frame. So it's easy to get in and out of the mummy as well. All right. Next, we're going to move on to Crypt TV. This is where you step inside Crypt TV, a dark universe of monsters that reside in the same reality on your screen, in your pockets, and now San Francisco. So the reason they say San Francisco is because it is across the from like Lombard uh, seafood in that little San Francisco area, as well as being very close um, to the entrance to King's Cross. It's a little further closer, like uh, where the Fast and the Furious ride is right now. That's really where this scare section is, where the Fast and the Furious is. So with that being said, this scare zone is one of the largest scare zones. Uh, and I thought this one was brilliantly put together, okay? There were different sections within this scare zone, and each section was a different character versus like the other two scare zones we talked about had like a same theme type of thing. This, yes, has a theme that is Crypt TV, but all these characters within this TV, just like different TV shows, are different characters, okay? So as you're walking through, you really need to go through this scare zone slowly. Um, there's a couple different um, character sections. So each character has their own little box or area that they do their skit in. 
Um, so you definitely have to walk really slow through this area and, and just take it in. There's a lot of great characters when you first walk in on either side, you don't wanna miss them. Like, especially if you're coming in from the Diagon Alley area, there's two amazing characters on either side. And at night, if like it gets super crowded, which it can, <laughs> and it does, uh, you could actually miss both characters and both of them are really, really good um and fun characters um they do have them spread out again which is really nice uh i know we were going through this section a little bit later on a thursday night initially and um it seemed really really crowded i kind of feel like this area is just always crowded in general Though it doesn't seem like a lot of people are ever on the Fast and the Furious ride, because let's be honest, it's neither Fast nor Furious. Um, the ride is just an epic fail, honestly. Um, though I do love the Fast and Furious franchise. I love, love, love all the movies. So I was really disappointed by the ride. Um, so this area always just seems to be super crowded between Lombard Seafood, the cafe here, um, Richter's burger joint is here as well. So um, again, if you're coming into this Crypt TV area, just take your time and go through slow. As you're coming out of this area, it's actually quite interesting because they have these spotlights onto the ground that portray different um, lighting onto the ground. So I thought that that was really, really cool. Um, so when you're coming out of this area, make sure to look on the ground because there's really cool lighting that you can get some really good pictures of as well. Then there's nothing scary going on over in Diagon Alley, though Gringotts is open for you to ride the ride. Of course, uh, the, some of the rides are open during this time frame and have like no wait because everybody's waiting to get into the houses. Um, so you can really go right up onto the rides, which is quite quite fun for sure. And then over in this area, you will also have one of the shows um, as you're, it's uh, in the old Fear Factor um, stage. Um, it's not a big stadium, but uh, we went to the eight o'clock showing. They have them at eight, 9.30, 11, and 12.30. And we went to the eight PM showing, which was the very first showing. And the lady told us that if you come to the 9.30 or the 11, it is usually cut off about 45 minutes prior to the show starting, meaning that so many people come and wait in line that they know the cutoff because this area is quite small. So we went to the 8 p.m. showing on Friday and it was packed. It was literally like wall-to-wall -wall people in this stadium. Um, bench seating, nothing big. The stage is not that big in and of itself. And I don't think you can have a bad seat in this, in this entire stadium. So no matter where you sit, you're going to have, um, really good seats. Plus they have a stage in the middle of the seating where the actors come up and do some skits up there. So that was really cool. Um, this is called Halloween Nightmare Fuel. It was a new show to Halloween Horror Nights, and it did feature fire, pyro, and aerial performers. Now, I really wasn't 100% sure what to expect from this show. I had seen pictures of this show prior to um, 
And the performers, like, they started the show off amazingly, where the guy comes out, and the whole idea is that he falls asleep, and these things haunt him and while he's sleeping, right? And he falls asleep, and it turns into instantly a magic show. It fuels the people's fire. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's amazed. It's just absolutely, the show starts off spectacular. Now, prior to them even coming out with this bed where the guy fell asleep and the magic show happened, the music to this show is absolutely brilliantly done. It is a lot of today's really good hits. Whether you like Imagine Dragons or Panic at the Disco, it's just really cool music that they've they've tweaked slightly, and it just goes so well with this show. So this honestly was one of my favorite shows, and I cannot wait to go back to see this show again. Absolutely loved it. Um, so definitely see that show. If you can get to the 8 p.m. show, great. Um, if you're still there at 12.30 a.m., I know, so crazy, uh, go to that one as well if you can't get into one of the other ones. Um, the show is great. It's filled with acrobatics, a ton of fire throwing, fire, I mean, I mean, the fire just was amazing. I didn't know people could do that with fire, to be honest with you. But this is over in the old Fear Factor stage, so... Between Diagon Alley and Men in Black, if you're familiar with the areas over in um, Universal Studios. Okay, so we keep going on over here. We have a couple houses over in this section, then not much is going on otherwise. And then we finally can make our way back over to um, where the Gorewood Forest is. Um, so Gorewood Forest is when you're coming out of like the Woody Woodpecker Kids Zone and after all the Simpsons stuff uh, to come over to like where the monster uh, show is that way, the diner, the cafe over that way as well. So if you are like that in between section, it's already dark there, let's be honest, like <laughs> It's already always dark there, even during the day. So this it, this area is really perfect for a scare zone. I'm not even gonna lie; like it, it is perfect. And during the day, I mean, they have to stuff camouflage because it is actually like a gorewood forest. It's a forest type of background, so it's even more creepy going through during the day. To be honest with you, at night they have the lights going, the red lights going, green lights going, orange lights going in this section, so it's lit up. And you see the, the creatures coming out and it's a lot of fun. But during the day, it's just like, are, is somebody in there? Like, you just kind of wonder. So this section is small, very crowded, always very crowded to get through this section. Um, a lot going on with a lot more characters in this area as well. They have people coming out trying to scare you. They are in huts. They have people on stilts. Um, just just various things, people on a stage, all of that kind of stuff. Um, this section is says 16 years after the gory sacrifices of Terra Krumpus, the heartless Terra Queen is back. Evil is in her nature. So this uh, Terra lady is up on one of the stages, inviting people to come into her forest. And if you dare, you, um, you know, just might get haunted. <laughs> 
So as you come out of this, um, this is the area for where one of the other shows is. This is like one of my favorite areas because you can just, if you want to take like a quick break, um, there's not much shade here, but just to get away from people because some people don't even know this area exists. Um, there's a little like promenade down here. And this is where you would go to see the show for the Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory. This is a cool show. In 2019, they did this show, um, and it was all of the different haunted houses. They went through all the different haunted houses. So they did a little bit of Ghostbusters, and a little bit of Us, and a little bit of um, Stranger Things, and so on and so on. And it was a really great show. So I was super excited to see this show. It's um, a water show, meaning like um, they put the they have water coming up out of the lake that's in the middle and they project onto the water. And it's really cool, <clears throat> excuse me. And then they also project onto the facade that's over there as well, including the areas where the Starbucks is and Louis Italian restaurant. They project onto um, the Fast and the Furious ride as well. And a little bit onto Transformers, not too much, but. It, it projects onto all of that as well, which is really neat too. Um, I have to say though, I mean, I recorded this and I was thinking of sharing it with everybody, but I kind of felt like this year's one, it was supposed to be very terrifying and gory. And they even said before the show, please be aware there's going to be a lot of gory scenes for kids under the age of 13. And I thought, okay, you know, this is going to be great. It's going to be a great show like it was in 2019. And as much as I love Jack coming out multiple times throughout the show, I just felt that I honestly did not understand the flow of the show. <laughs> so this is me personally. Maybe other people really like the show, but I just didn't understand the flow of the show or what the show was about. So with that being said, I'd like to give it another try when I go back. Um, in a couple weeks to see it again and maybe my mind will be changed but for me this show just fell flat so um, but again great effects onto the water it is so cool such a great idea to do that um, effects onto the water and then the backdrop as well now this show runs every hour from nine to midnight so you can always catch that show so what we did was we went to the Halloween Nightmare Fuel at eight and then went to see the Marathon Mayhem show at nine. So it worked out pretty good. Or we went to the 10 because something came up at nine, something like that. So it worked out pretty good. And then our last scare zone, which was not my favorite scare zone. I think M was still my favorite scare zone, Crip TV. And lights, camera, hack show, Eddie's Revenge. Get ready for the feel bad movie of the year. Eddie Schmidt, Jack the Clown's brother is filming a horror film and the monsters are real. So this one was interesting because the monsters in this are very spaced out. There are various platforms throughout this scare zone. Sometimes there are people on the platform. Sometimes there are not people on the platforms. So it's very confusing. Like when there's not somebody on the platform, what the platform is for. Um, I personally did not like that too much, but that's okay. Um, the people who were on their platforms did an amazing job. Like there was an ice cream guy who 
did an absolutely fabulous job. If people came up to take pictures, he was on with giving you a scary picture. I mean, this guy was great. And he was there both nights when we were there doing it. So I give props to him for sure. Um, again, in this scare zone, there was that funny chicken with the knife in it. So I thought, okay, that must be a theme since two scare zones now have this. Um, but overall, uh, there are a couple really good people in this area as well. So I highly recommend coming to see this scare zone. Again, it's one of the larger scare zones because it's taking up all of that space in front of like the Brown Derby hat shop by Born Supremacy, um, all of that area. So it is a pretty big scare zone, very well spaced out. Hardly anybody ever in this area, to be honest with you. Um, but great to like just stop and take it in for sure. All right. So on this one, we talked about all of the scare zones and the shows that we saw while we were down there. And you know what, guys, I have to say that, you know, despite falling flat on the Marathon of Mayhem water show, the Halloween Nightmare Fest was a fuel was amazing. And the scare zones overall were really good this year. They, they allowed space for people, which was great. Um, and they protected the actors by putting them into their own little areas, except for those ones obviously walking around. Those people were able to do whatever they wanted to do. So, all right, guys, so if you're watching this on YouTube, here you go. Here is the map. So if you look at this map, you can see the scare zones are actually in purple, if you can see it on your end. And then the two shows are in orange, if you can see that as well. Um, and so that, oh, those are the scare zones and the shows for Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, 2021. And on our next podcast, we are going to talk about taking advantage of the rides that are open, um, as well as the food. The food was so good at Halloween holidays. So until the next episode, guys, have a great week and make sure to check us out at wizardsandpixiedust.com. If you want us to help you plan your next Disney or Universal vacation, we are here. Our agents over at Life is Better Traveling, customizing your vacation experience, are more than ready to help you plan an amazing vacation, having helped plan thousands of people to Universal and Disney. And if you are interested in our YouTube site, Wizards and Pixie Dust, as well as Wizards and Pixie Dust on Instagram and Facebook. All right, guys, thanks for having us this week, and we will see you next week.